Welcome to another edition of Eggmail. Eggmail. I've I've made such a big deal about calling it the Eggmail edition. edition. So thank you for welcome. Yeah, thank you for joining us for another installment of the Eggmail edition. If you didn't say edition, I was gonna wait thirty seconds and be like, you didn't say edition. Just like I knew you I were. Know, I know. I knew you were. I was covering my butts. I knew. You know, I know me you. all too well. This is a special Eggmail because we're gonna be talking about the top ten list of characters from book one according to all of the ang mail that we've received. Yeah, so we got so many responses, just including top fives, top tens, top whatevers, that instead of us covering it just individually and kind of going through and taking about 15 bajillion years, mathematically accurate, I crunched the numbers. Everyone knows how great I am at math from the last episode. We decided that we're going to keep a running tally throughout all of Avatar The Last Airbender. And every once in a while, we'll check in with these Angmail episodes. We'll give you an updated score. But as of right now, this is going to be the top 10 for book one only. Sorry, Toph. Sorry, Tylee. Sorry, May, And sorry, Kyoshi. But this is only book one. Yes. But it will save us a lot of time because, like Greg said, it would have, it would otherwise take us a bajillion years. Yep. And you, you crunched the numbers, right? Crunched them. Yep. It was one bajillion years give or give or take with some like yeah hanging decimals right yeah like it was like it was like give or take a gazillion so okay yeah i don't i don't sounds about right yeah yeah you know, it's, it's hard math is hard real talk math is hard i'm sorry <laughs> i can't do math no. anymore nope. <laughs> all right well with for without further ado let's talk about our top 10 <laughs> characters from book one yes our number 10 is monkeyazzo Ooh, interesting. This was, I'm honestly kind of surprised that Monkey Hatsu made the top 10 list. Not any, not any shade on him, but there are just so many wonderful characters. And I feel like he only really pops up maybe a handful of times, if that. And I'm not going to include Corpse Gyatsu. I'm only going to be including in oh. that count. <laughs> Alive and well. well. Yeah. So like, I don't know. The flashbacks of Monk Yatso were in the same episode as Corpse Gyatso. So oh, that's true. Yeah. Equal representation. Fair. But still. Fair. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 But I think I just really just wanted to put the Corpse Gyatso graphic on the screen. I'm terrible. I'm in a, I'm in a weird <laughs> mood. I'm in a weird mood tonight. Anyways. It's been a weird week. It's, it's fine. a very weird week. But I think honestly that shows the character of Gyatsu and how like positive he is and how big of a force he was in Aang's life. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. We really see him in two episodes, I want to say. The South the Southern Air Temple and the Storm, I think. Those are the the episodes that we see the most of him in and also his relationship with Aang. And I just got to point out, just in case there's some other listeners who are listening, whenever you say monkeyatsu, you say monkeyatsu. Do I? And it reminds me of Limu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that there Limu over there. Monkeyatsu. <laughs> I don't know why my, like, naturally just goes to gyatsu. It's probably reminding your brain of another word, and that's probably, why. Probably, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Make, I'll make a make a point to say gyatsu. I'll, I'll even elongate the O until I get used to it. And then, and then no more there, Limu. Actually, it might just always be Limu now. I love that so much. Okay, anyway, sorry. That's, I love it so much, that's too. That's book two. That's neither neither here nor there 
for book one. Um, but yeah, uh, Monk Gyatso is very much, we talked about this many times on the episode, he is kind of what Aang looks for in friends and companions along his journey, thinking about elements that he exhibits that Sokka and Katara both share. And some might argue possibly even Momo with his yeah. love of food and throwing food. So. And being mischievous. And being, yeah. Mischievous. Mischievous, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've we definitely talked about that before, how Katara is that like paternal, wise, um, thoughtful kind of person like Monk Yatsu was. And then Sokka is the more uh, goofy, fun loving, kind of humorous qualities of Monk Yatsu. Yeah. So, yeah, and we, we've talked about Monk Yatsu a couple of times in the in the podcast, but that really kind of sums it up just even though he appeared in only two episodes, it was such a huge impact because we saw not only the impact he made on Aang, but also kind of his his personality legacy mm. that trickles down through Aang's new companions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. I, I feel like we could just talk about Monk Gyatso for a very long. I'm going to pause now every time I get it right. So everyone can be like, finally, uh -huh. finally. Uh, what do we have for number <laughs> nine? Oh, number nine is Momo. Ooh, okay. Going with the Air Temple theme. Yeah, for sure. I I think that if I were to make a top 10, I think Momo would be, he might be higher up, but I think Momo would definitely be on it. Um, there are, are many moments, not just in, uh, book two is what's coming to mind, mostly because we're covering that right now, or we're Yeah, spoilers, we're, up on we're recording book two yes, right now. yes, yes. Uh, per last episode, yes. But there yeah. are plenty of moments in book one where that happens, where he's trying to get a sack of water for a sick Katara and Sokka <laughs> and literally gets everything else except water. So it's those fun yep. little moments right there when he tries to um, talk to everyone else or or tries to interact with everyone else. This is very like very cute kind of Limu kind of way. So. Yeah, he has a lot of Limu yeah. energy, yeah. doesn't he? He does. It's 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 high Limu <laughs> energy. And I'm That's gotta be my favorite scene though, or favorite episode really, is the the Blue Spirit when Katara is trying her best to get Momo to understand that they need water. But instead he brings her a crown, he brings her knickknacks. Yep. <laughs> and then the whole ruin is filled with just these vintage like leftovers. And I don't think they ever got water. I think the actually, I think the most water they got by the end was whatever condensation melted off the frozen frogs, the wood frogs. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Can you uh. imagine at the end of the day, your your mouth is like cottony and dry and parched and then you're sucking on a frozen wood frog. That's gross. Ugh. It's all slimy after that. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. But Mumble has good intentions. Yeah. He's. He's loyal. You've said multiple times in the podcast that he is a very loyal friend yes, to Aang. Yes. Yeah. Arguably the most loyal friend. He never leaves his side ever. Yep. Thinking about um, Bato of the Water Tribe episode specifically. Yep. Yeah. He's always just there. And a couple times also in uh, book two where he's just always there, which is great. He's also great at sharing. I found with his food. He's always just like he'll steal someone's food, but he will also give some food when necessary. He's like the Rob the Robin Lemur of food. <laughs> it's terrible. 
That is terrible. <laughs> You're the fun guy, not me. Uh, I still loved every second of it, though. <laughs> well, it's going to come as no surprise who our number eight is. Mm, is it Appa? It's Appa. It's Appa. Appa would definitely be higher up on the list for me personally, but... He, he is at least on the book one top 10 list. So I am happy. Talk about the definition of a good boy. Yes. The goodest, fluffiest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Snottiest mm-hmm. good boy mm-hmm. there ever was. For sure. Yeah. He's he. Uh, you want to talk about loyal. He is literally always there and he's been with Aang since pretty much day one, I, I believe, or at least episode one for sure. Yes. Definitely since episode one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember there's an episode coming up where I think we see more about Appa's origin. Yes, we do. Yeah, I'm not ready for that episode. I'm never ready for that episode. Nope. No, never. Nope, no, me neither. No, but I mean, I think there's a reason why that episode, which will be unnamed until we reach it, has such an impact on people. Mm-hmm. And it's because Appa is such a wonderful character, literally such a delight. Uh, when, whenever he is upset or fearful or any emotion, you really honestly feel it. And I think that's a lot of credit goes to the animator and a lot of credit, I think, also goes to D. Bradley Baker as the voice of him as well, because all he can literally do is grunt yes. and you like and it's feel so it. expressive. It is. It's, it's so good. It's really good. And and the way he makes the sounds is really funny, like visually really funny because he like cups yeah. his like hands <laughs> over his nose and it looks like he's blowing his nose kind of. And it's just it's really funny. Yeah, 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 it's great. If you've never seen it, check out a featurette on YouTube. It's good stuff. All right. Well, speaking of old friends, mm-hmm. our number seven is Boomy. I love Boomy. Boomy is my top five, I think, for sure. I haven't actually written oh, yeah. it down like a top 10, but like I think Boomy's in my top five. I know he is for a fact because your top five is pretty much the the old wise men. Yeah, that's true. It's because I am an old man. Are you a mad genius? Greg? I am. I am. I mean, I'm definitely wise. Some other word afterwards. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Yes. yes. Oh, man. No, but Boomy is such a good character. And we talked extensively about him throughout book one in the podcast because we discovered for the first time ever that his lesson from the King of Amashu carried on throughout the whole season every single episode we saw an example of thinking outside the box and things aren't always as they seem yeah and uh, you know what in book two that still carries through quite a bit yeah yeah boomy's teachings are the basis in my opinion for a lot of ang's success that initial first lesson that he ever departed on his friend when he was a kid, he was trying to do it and he couldn't quite successfully do it. So when he got older and kind of figured things out a little more, he was actually able to teach his friend this lesson. And it's just carrying through. We're, it's literally, it's like a member of the squad at this point, a member of the gang. Mm-hmm. It's just always there, which is really cool. And it's so appropriate that that lesson, that episode came before any bending instruction. Yeah interesting how that works it's almost like you have to learn how to crawl before you can walk (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. it's almost as if if. almost as if you rush learning bending without learning the principles you maybe get distorted by the element itself and start exhibiting its own traits okay jong jong Mm. 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 
Hmm. Greg is going to be very happy to hear who our number six is. Oh, who is it? 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 The true love interest of one of your favorite characters, Suki. Ah, yes. Notice, notice, I might add, that a certain princess is not on this list yet. So I'm just going to throw that out there. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. a better believe it. <laughs> wow. That may actually be your greatest that's, pun of that's all it. time. That's, that's the top. We'll have a top 10 <laughs> of, of, of puns right, on guys, the show. Pack it, pack it up. up. We're that's done it. Here. That's it. No more. We're not going to release book two. This is all it. This nope. is as good as it gets right here. You're going to log onto the website and see just you a better believe it. We're done. <laughs> Thanks, Avatar fam. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Suki is such a strong female character who makes a huge impression even though we see her only one time in the whole of book one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest, a lot of these votes are probably based on future episodes with her, but I think this still counts because the personality and the convictions and the passion Mm -hmm. of Suki we see in the very first episode. Yeah, for sure. And we also see how um, she can influence other lives as well. Yeah, pretty, pretty um, powerfully, I would say. So I I would put her in my top 10, even just based off of that one episode that we saw her in. For sure. I mean, she was such a force at that point, too. And like and without her. Yeah. Sokka may never respect women or may never have respected women the way that he did. Oh, for sure. By the end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He he would still be having I mean, he probably still has guitarists stitched up his pants, but he would still be throwing it at her face regardless <laughs> yeah yeah he also wouldn't have a newfound respect for dresses and he wouldn't have any kiss other than grand grand without suki Sokka's first kiss would have been ua not his true love so i mean actually 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 <laughs> there's another sign right there, there sorry everyone who likes ua we're the suki camp over here yes we are and it is just now dawning on me that Suki was his first kiss and she's his true love. Mm-hmm. So it all works out really well that there way you sometimes. Go. <laughs> Moving on to our number five, we have the namesake of our show, our little best friend, goofy little kid, Aang. I'm genuinely surprised that he's this low on the top five list for sure. Uh, yeah. I know this is a top 10, but like now we're in the top five, right? We're in this area. So. I thought he would maybe be three, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if my passion for maybe Sokka is influencing a lot of people or if other people are just very passionate about Sokka as well. I would honestly think that um, if I were not me, I would probably have Ang being like number three and having Sokka be down here at number five. Because ultimately, like, this is Aang's journey, right? And how much he grows and and the uh, Aang mail that we read from Rachel on a couple episodes back for Aang mail, that was, like, very well put. He starts off this goofy little twerp and then he really kind of, like, comes into his own and he becomes, like, a leader and the avatar. But in book one, I guess he is just kind of a twerp at this point. And he's <laughs> trying to figure things out and he does have these, like, self-preservation kind of uh thoughts and practices that he hasn't quite been able to to shake quite yet so maybe but yeah i mean he would probably 
because I'm me, he would definitely be around five, like right, right where this list is. Yeah, I think, you know, looking at the list and seeing who who's coming after Aang, I'm I'd probably be in the same boat mm-hmm. as of book one. I'd probably rate Aang right right around here, I think, number five. Yeah. Because it's it's for all the reasons you were saying, you know, in book one, he's still kind of getting his feet under underneath him. He's still kind of figuring things out and not only learning what his journey is going to look like and what his mission is, but also like getting used to the world that he woke back up into, um, making new friends and kind of figuring out how to be the avatar and everything that comes with it now, because before he was running away from the avatar name and duties and now he's having to face it face to face but with his friends by his side so i think in a lot of ways the friends he meets and the people that join them on their journey are a little more expressive or take up more of the screen Mm -hmm. because he's still kind of getting situated yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean i don't know When, when i saw that he was five i was genuinely like really but it makes sense for book one. One of the people who supports him more than any other mm-hmm. is our number four, Katara. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, Katara. I know you love Katara. I, I do. don't dislike Katara, but she's definitely not one of my favorite characters in Avatar. Um, And I, I think, honestly, maybe it's just because of a lack of relatability from me personally. Where uh-huh. it's like, I can't really see where she's coming from a lot of the time in her actions on the show. And that influences my opinion of her, obviously. She would probably be like maybe two spots lower in my list, if I'm being honest. But you're right. She is such a support system for Aang. And Aang would not be where he is in his journey without her, period. There's no question about that at all. She yeah. is the voice of reason 99% of the time, I would say. Unless there's... And then that... One percent is when she's stealing waterbending yeah. scrolls. As, and- <laughs> as long as waterbending scrolls do not need to be stolen, she is a hundred percent record. But yes, there was that one time. Yeah, um, and also she does kind of like sometimes take some in- indulgences in some of the finer things as well, which is very interesting to kind of see because in book one we see her as being fairly strict in her in her morals and being there for the team and she's also kind of like the handyman or handy woman of the of the group she's always like repairing she's very resourceful yeah she's yeah. repairing things she's she's just there being just a good influence so yeah she has a lot of mom energy yeah as well as being like you know your strong independent leading lady too yeah oh yeah absolutely which i appreciate and i think that's one of the reasons why i love her so much and yes i will say katara is probably my number one has been forever um, a lot of reasons because I can relate to her, but also she just, I really appreciate how she's almost the moral compass, the uh, backbone, the support. And I always think now back to the storm and the cave scene after Aang runs away on Appa and she follows him Yeah, and they have this heart to heart and he spills his guts about how he ran away and he's trying to avoid or was avoiding his role as the avatar. And it's her words that kind of put him back on track and make him feel better. And I just keep thinking, what if she wasn't there? What if that episode, it was just Aang coming to terms with all of his emotions and like we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't even be in the Northern Water Tribe. So 
I think she plays a big role in the story. And the the farther up with this list that we go, we're going to see that more and more because these are like the movers and shakers of the plot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So without further ado, Who's next? our number three Who's next? Who's next? is my favorite character's lovely sibling, Sokka. <laughs> also, Greg. I, I do kind of like that he's just one one notch up. He's just one, <laughs> just one, one vote away one from vote Katara's away. spot. It's so funny. Uh, but he, once again, it's so appropriate yes. because if Katara is my character, Sokka is absolutely your character. Yeah, I love, I absolutely love Sokka. When I first watched the show, I had, I mean, I think my remembering was what everyone remembers. Zuko has a great character arc overall, but I love Sokka. He has the best bits, in my opinion, throughout the whole series. He's just like, he's so multifaceted. He, he's super resourceful, just like his sister. He is definitely the leader of the group, but he doesn't follow that like stereotype of like, oh, he's like the Leonardo of the Ninja Turtles and he's not Michelangelo, so he can't be funny. He's like, no, he's kind of like, honestly, he's kind of like all of the Ninja Turtles wrapped into one. And that's probably why I like him so much. We saw I subscribe to that. We saw him be super scientific and super problem solving like Donatello is um, over at the Northern Air Temple. He's consistently got amazing one liners and zingers and enjoys a good time, just like Michelangelo. He can be very moody, as we've seen in uh, a couple of episodes in book two. I'm thinking more specifically, just like Raphael. And he is he is always taking charge, even if he's not asked to. Or he's not invited to, or no one wants him to. He's still doing it. Yeah. So just like Leonardo, yep. in my opinion. I immediately think about Jet and how he's like, I'm the oldest and I'm I'm the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Well forever he delivers with this voice crack. Yeah, he's also <laughs> the voice actor for that. What's that can't why can't I think of his name right now? Jack Decina. Like so he does such a perfect job like there's no other person that can do that voice or can bring that character to life in this manner and you can tell as we go through the series that the voice acting is influencing the character growth which is yeah. amazing to see so yeah yeah same thing goes with may whitman and yeah. her delivery of katara the two siblings man yeah their voice actors are really what brings them life and makes them so good yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're never monotone. They're never unexpressive. They're even even when they're supposed to be unexpressive, you can still hear some emotion in there, which is really good. On the topic of emotion Uh-oh. and specifically honor, mm-hmm. our number two is Zuko, oh, the man. crown prince of the Fire Nation. Oh, man. The number one Linkin Park fan in the whole Fire Nation. <laughs> Zuko. <laughs> yep. Our angsty emo boy wonder Mm -hmm. that we all love dearly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Man. So in book one, Zuko plays a really major role in our plot, obviously, because he's pursuing the Avatar or as Greg says it, the Avatar. The Avatar. There you go. I got kind of pirated there towards the end. The Avatar. (laughs) Yep. And it's sad, but, you know, Pirate Barker O did not make this oh, list but he is still bad. you know in our hearts be careful of the blasting jelly yeah. <laughs> i love it still to this day still 
But, you know, Zuko's our main antagonist yep. in book one. He's pursuing the Avatar. He's really like pushing things forward because he's chasing the kids. And it's it's fascinating to see his arc begin here because he is her cut and dry antagonist. And then as soon as Iroh tells the crew members about Zuko's past in the storm, mm-hmm. he starts breathing or new breath is breathed into Zuko's character. And all of a sudden he's empathetic and he's, you know, sympathetic. Really? That's the word. Yeah. He's sympathetic yeah. at that point. And you understand where he's coming from. And he's not just this, you know, one track minded villain. He is this poor kid who got cast out of his country and is actively like he's actively seeking redemption almost through his or yeah. or what he perceives to be redemption through his father's eyes. And man, daddy issues, mm-hmm. parent issues, mm-hmm. that is so relatable. Mm-hmm. And so for someone who is out on their own in the world, um he has Iroh of course, but yeah. for someone who's out alone in the world trying to regain his honor and his position in life, like man, that is relatable. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And a lot of that real- realization too has a lot of not hindsight but once once we see what happens in the storm you can really start to see stuff that happened in previous episodes that you're like oh i didn't notice that before and it really kind of shines through because he's been conflicted before the storm they just didn't focus on it as deeply and his complicated relationship with his uncle Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest pieces of his character that make him so interesting and his uncle uncle iroh of course course. no one is surprised He is our number one. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think we need to say too much about this. Like, he's just such a shining, bright force in Zuko's life and in the world in general. He understands the balance between the physical and spirit world. He understands the importance of things where other people will just like Zhao, which, by the way, I noticed is not on the list. It's all right. You're all forgiven because you're wonderful, but you should be on there because he's <laughs> hilarious um in his own Zhao way but Iroh is I think the definition of what the avatar should be which is very interesting that he is guiding his nephew who is in the beginning of the series the antagonist Mm -hmm. it's very it's a very cool dynamic and he is very much like Aang in that he enjoys his uh his moments he enjoys his jokes he can be a goofball but he can also turn very serious very quickly yes yeah Yeah, he's very much in that way like gyatso but i think what what makes his character even more interesting is the deep love he has for his nephew zuko because that is really where we see a lot of his character come out is by being a mentor and that guiding light to zuko and trying to get him on the right path and not turn out like his dad, yeah. which is a tall order. It's it's a big job, but Iroh does it with such grace that makes us all love him like our own uncle. Yeah. Actually, maybe a little more. Not going to lie. I mean, I would take him as my dad. I, like, I would take Uncle Iroh as a dad. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would not be mad at that. I would not be mad at Iroh becoming my guardian in any way, shape or form, because I would get <laughs> great tea, amazing cookies <laughs> and. Yep. Lots of games being played. And Rose Duck. Don't forget Rose Duck. And who could forget Music Night? Music Night. Music Night could be a thing. Just Leaves from the Vine. Four seasons. Four seasons. Yeah. 
yeah, we have some more songs. Some hilarious, some uh, not so hilarious coming up soon. Yeah. Soon, TM. Mm, okay. Bring tissues. Yeah, please. And that is it. Our top 10 list of our characters it. voted for by our Angmail contributors. Mm-hmm. These are all of our, our lovely, lovely fans who've written into us at Avatar, the podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. with thoughts, theories, uh, memes, pictures, but most importantly, their favorite characters. And so yeah. this is our current running. We're going to be, like Greg said before, uh, updating this with our next books. So you will see us soon with book two episodes of the podcast, which you can check out over on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else that hosts podcasts, Avatar, the podcast. Yes. And as always, if you're caught up on all the episodes, want to hang out with me for a little bit longer, you can do so over at twitch.tv slash booster Greg on Monday and Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's usually it's usually it's usually a good time. So you should come all the time. No, it's always a good time. So you should show up at any point. And it doesn't matter if you show up right when we start or a couple hours in. Because we're in it for the long haul. We we do minimum four to five hours. That's how we roll here. So yeah. Oh, you can probably a good time. You probably, confirm. probably find me on on Twitter too. I don't really do anything much except retweet hilarious things, but you could also find me there if you want. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Acorn Bandit. Uh, you can find Greg over on Twitter at Booster Greg since yeah. he didn't shout himself out. You can also find me online at joysons.com where I make enamel pins, including our good friend Appa who we turned into a pen for the podcast. So if you like collecting cool, nerdy things and love enamel pens, then I encourage you to go check it out. I'm also on Etsy. And um, you can find pretty much all of my links over on joysons.com slash pages slash acorn. Nice. And just we we tease this a little bit more, but I'm going to tease it just a little, little bit more. We do have another pen coming up in the future so stay tuned for more information on that whenever we feel like sharing it so you're gonna have to wait you're gonna have to sit right there and wonder what could this pin be who could it be based off of could it be momo could it be frothy mouth guy frothy foam mouth guy (laughs) could it be could it be a bowl of roast duck could it be boomerang i don't know who's to say well i mean i know who's to say i i know acorn knows but you know well You'll, you'll figure it out. We'll get there. You'll, you'll know. You'll know. Soon. You'll know. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Angmail. We're going to continue to make these. So please, if you haven't written in already and you have something to share, whether that's your MVP, your moral of the episode, or anything else Avatar related that you want to share, please let us know over on avatarthepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Now I can roll away. There you go. Well done. Avatar the Podcast is a proud part of the Geek Generation Network. Remember to check out all of our podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.